A word is dead when it is said, some say. I say it just begins to live that day. Sean, if Venus was born on a half shell, was Calliope born in an ink well? <laughs> All right, say that one again. <laughs> it doesn't. There, there is a point to my pondering. If, if Venus, there was, usually is. It if, just takes you a while to get there. Sometimes, if Venus was born on a half shell, Venus, the goddess of love, uh-huh. was Calliope born in an inkwell? Calliope is the goddess of poetry and uh-huh. and and, uh-huh. and uh, art. Uh-huh. So I wonder if she was born in an inkwell, just a little darker. Darker fluid. Okay. Calliope. That makes I did not sense know Calliope then. was the goddess of poetry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the muse. I thought Calliope was just a uh, merry-go-round, merry-go-round. lots <laughs> of happy horses and things like this. But I thought, you know, this is something I could add to my set. I always Dodge think. tomatoes. You know? Calliope, I always think of, there's a song by Todd Rundgren on his old album, Something Anything. It's something about the Calliope. And it, it has the calliope music in it, and then the calliope, like, spins out of control, and it crashes, and Ooh, the song crashes, yeah. and he starts – it's a crazy song. In, I, I remember I like playing Todd, it a I lot. I like Todd Rundgren. He <laughs> sings Time Heals the Wounds That No One Can See. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy I old album from back in the day. I always think of the organ you play, yes. sort of in, in a higher pitch with uh, – you know, and the horses, when I think of calliope, happy <laughs> – yeah, sometimes when you all hear organ music at the beginning of one of our episodes, that's me playing on this little six-chord uh, Magnus organ that I picked up in a thrift store. And it's horribly out of tune. It runs on uh, fuses, and I don't have any idea how to fix it. So I'm sorry, but that isn't going to stop me from continuing to play it. That kind of adds to the melancholy <laughs> forlornness of us trying to decide what the heck yeah, you're playing, which yeah, I enjoy. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Welcome to Wacky Poem Life. Welcome, welcome. We're doing back to back today. Welcome everyone. I'm glad to be glad to be here. Yeah, and this is episode 27. 27. Thank you for joining My us. My gosh, 27. Yeah. We're getting old. Yeah, and if you've listened <laughs> to all 27 episodes, you need to send us a message, and we will give you a big you, shout out. Well, they deserve something. Something. Uh, how about a patch? We'll, we'll a patch. You know, when, do we have any patches? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with a patch. A Girl Scout patch. We'll get an iron-on patch. <laughs> I used to have iron-on patches on my jeans. We oh. should have some of those. I've got stickers. We can send a sticker. A sticker. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. 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 Let us know. To our dedicated listeners. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 27. 27 already. So we take a poem here in the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry in Locust Grove, little town Locust Grove, northeastern Oklahoma green country. And we're right here on Main Street recording, and we take a poem somebody has written and left on the walls, and we talk about it. Yeah. It's always uh, exciting for me to see what you've chosen. I like the two that you've chosen today. We're doing by two. I mean, we're doing back to back. So I'm, I'm, this is like a homework assignment for me each week. <laughs> but it's good homework. Oh, it's good homework. It's yeah. good homework. My I'm name always... is Sean, by the way. I'm Sean, the director here nice at Rome. Nice to meet you, Sean. My name is Bill. Nice, <laughs> nice to, to meet me. you, Bill. <laughs> We sometimes do forget to introduce ourselves, don't we? You know, well, like, you we know, and, and I, I forget there might be somebody listening for That's the first right. time. Hello, I hope Hello. you're listening for the first time. Hello, I do know, I do know that we have Ukrainian listeners, which yes. was it, yes. I was blown away and just fangirling all over that. <laughs> so I am so excited to have people from across the the world listening. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. 
So our, our poem today is one that is pretty recent, and uh, I believe it was written and posted on the wall in the main exhibit room here just a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a week ago, I'm not sure. Fresh. Yeah. Fresh out of the it's pen. Fresh. Fresh out of the pen. Fresh from someone's mind right. and left for us right. to ponder, to ponder. And talk about to ponder and discuss and talk about. here and enjoy. And it and I'm I'm excited to read it, and I'll read it whenever you give me that that. Q. <laughs> should I, what what should the Q be? Uh, oh, I, I she's she's aiming for the soundboard, folks. I'm I'm nervous. Oh no, it's the one that doesn't shut up. <laughs> it's like that Barbie song. It won't go away. Oh something no. Something to say. I have something. Well, I, think, I know you have something to say, I do Bill. Something you're you're going to read this one. I poem. do something to say. I might I'm, have I'm to just say, say it, it over that. I'm gonna, over right. That. If you could just shut up, I would say it. You know. Silly belly girl. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. I, uh, I shall read this. Does this poem have a title? No. Okay. I shall start right now. When words don't make a sound, be still, look around. They come unexpected, most always resurrected, screaming, shouting, sometimes dissected. Excellent. I thought it was very good. Yeah, well, it was a good job of reading and it, And we too. also have a an author. Yes, Brandy Cochran. Brandy Cochran spilled in signed that, it. Spend, spelled in a way that I've never seen. I haven't spelled. either. B R A N D E I. But Brandy Cochran sounds very much like a singer I love, uh, Brandy Carlisle. That could be a singer's name right there, couldn't it? Yeah. Well, that's a yeah. poet's name. It's a poet's name for, for certain, <laughs> for sure. Brandy Cochran. You know, and you I, asked if it had a title. I used to get onto my students when they'd hand in things without titles. Yeah. And I, you know, I'd yell at them, Would you have a baby and yeah. not name it? And, it's called uh, baby. Come here, baby. <laughs> Come here. But in the museum, you know, we encourage you just to write little snippets and things. So I don't expect things to have titles here. Right, right. And uh, and sometimes they do. Yeah. If you were going to title this, what would you title it? Um, I I, I would title it. Uh, um, I'm yeah, titling. You know, here here we go <laughs> again. <laughs> I need to work on my spontaneity. <laughs> You know, I'm a deer in no, headlights. I'm a no, deer in here's, headlights. Here's, and this is what I used to tell people when they said, I don't know what to put on the title of this this poem or this essay or whatever. Oh, I, I, I said, look through it and pick out words or a phrase that kind of caps, uh, capsulizes what it's about. Okay. But for me, I would name this Vacancy. Oh. Vacancy. And you're like, I, I know that's going to get me an F. But, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I just know. immediately think of motels. Motels. Vacancy. vacancy. That, uh, vacancy was a terrifying movie, by the way. It's an excellent <laughs> horror movie, but I digress. I just think um, Bates Motel every time. Bates Motel. Yeah. Oh. But, you know, um, it, it, it seems like that we're searching here. Janet we're Lee. She never should have stopped. I don't care if it said vacancy. She should oh, never absolutely. have stopped. My, you know, I, I, shower curtains that I can't see through. Alfred Mater. Never, never, never. Did, I, I, I was, you know, I'd get in the shower and I'd look behind the shower curtain like, did that door open up? I don't know. Big fan of her dollars, What were you talking about? Oh, well, the title of this episode, uh, I I've decided it's dissected words. Dissected so, words. Yeah, yeah. Or vacancy. Maybe or, I'll add a colon vac- to it okay. when I post it. Okay. Dissected vacancy. words. Vacancy. That reminds dissected me of words. biology class and frogs and earthworms and grasshoppers and things. And fetal, yeah. Fetal so fetal that's kind of a neat word to use when you're talking about words, isn't it? Yeah. Dissecting words. Dissecting or that the words mm-hmm. dissect mm-hmm. things because we don't normally think of words like that. Let me ask you this. Except for I do, but most people don't. Did you look up the definition of dissect? I probably did. Well, I'll give it to you in case you haven't. I've got it right here. It's to cut. (laughs) 
quit, quit trying to cut in front of the line. <laughs> Dissect, to methodically cut up or study or to analyze something in minute detail. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. are correct. You, yeah. You, you, get a, you get a point. Yeah. The words come unexpected and they, unexpected. they can be screaming. They might be shouting. And sometimes they're dissected. Sometimes, sometimes they're di- dissected. So, you know, she went from like present participle, they're screaming, they're shouting, to a sort of passive use of the verb there. They're sometimes dissected. From one extreme to the other. Yeah, because a yeah. poem is um, it's personifying words. You know, it's making them seem like they are a person who could scream or shout. Yeah. But then at the same time, a person is dissecting them. Well... Yeah. I had an epiphany. epiphany. I, think I, I think I said that correctly. Epiphany. If, if I had a dog, I'd want to name two little dogs. I'd want them to be Eureka and Epiphany. <laughs> and I would say, I would say to 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 anyone, say Eureka, I found her, Eureka. <laughs> but um, actually, I pressed the wrong button on that one. You know what? You're messing me up. <laughs> you know, you you would be the you'd be the audience member that would just be in the back, just like, you know, just. Hurling insults at me, but <laughs> not I. Not, I would never do that. You, never, not you. You'd just be cutting. You'd be cutting these eyes at me like. Hmm. <laughs> but um, I would like to, if you don't mind, read this again and tell you what I think is happening here. Okay. When words don't make a sound, be still. Look around. They come unexpected. Most always resurrected. Screaming, shouting, sometimes dissected. I have analyzed this over and over, and I think you might be impressed, but I was wondering if, if this might be a test from you. But I believe that this poem, I believe. I believe I, this poem is the kernel or the birth of poetry. It is what happens when you want to get forth an idea, put something on paper. It's the big bang, big bang of a poem. That's an excellent analysis of this, I, I think. I think that's what this is. It's, yeah. It's, it's the – this. Uh, um, this little kernel that's going to explode exponentially mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. words I need a video. and thoughts. And this is an episode we should have videoed, Bill, hand, because you hands, are you oh, are describing I'm everything animated. with your hands over there. Yes, I'm explosions. Animated. This is helping me enunciate. <laughs> yeah, your hands help and you enunciate. I didn't yeah. even know I was doing this. And I, I've done this before. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he I, just made a big bubble over so his head. To, it's so hard to do. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Now he's sitting on his hands. Without my hand motion. (laughs) So what do you think of my analysis? I think that's great, because especially because of the word resurrected. Resurrected. So what is happening when you're resurrecting a word? Rebirth. It's what a poet does, isn't it? Right. It's coming to life. It's giving birth to, you know, it's a... You know, because a lot of writers probably think at at various points in their writing lives, what more can I do with these words? Mm -hmm. Everybody uses the same words. Mm -hmm. Everything's been written. How can I resurrect these words in a way that is uh, unfamiliar, unique, powerful? Or how many times has it happened to you when when you are when words many don't, times. don't make a sound to you? <laughs> you're still. You look around. They come unexpected. Maybe you think I've got to get a pen. I need to write this down. Mm-hmm. I want to remember this. Mm-hmm. I think this is poetry. This is this is something That's that needs to put comes. forth. This yeah. how it comes. Well, you know, and I write yeah. a poem every day because I have an email list of appointment day, which you all can join if you go to poemlife.org. You can join my email list. I'll send you a poem every day that I write that's good. every yeah. day. Yeah, and and that's what happens sometimes. Is just I'm like. My first thought might be, well, what more can I say? Mm-hmm. I mean, because I do have a lot of repetition in my themes. Like right now, mm-hmm. I write a lot about spring. 
because it's but, spring. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it's and this is my favorite season, actually. We're coming upon um, uh, today is April 29th. My favorite month is May. And so, you know, I'll be like writing a lot about that. But my yeah, what, sunshine in the month of May. how yeah. can I resurrect these words? How can yeah. I, you know, do something that's new and, and uh, brilliant? You know, I always want to be brilliant. Mm-hmm. You don't get to be brilliant very often, but you ought to. Strive for but it at least. Had, I bet you've had specks of brilliance. Specks. I would specks think so. Of brilliance. Yes. You know, yes. flitters of glitter. Litters of glitter. <laughs> flitter. Flitter. F l i t t e r. Flitter of glitter. I thought you said litters. I'm southern. Flitter of glitter. Litter of glitter. Yeah. Because you know, as a published, I don't like glitter. You know, it does kind of in your hand and hands yeah. and eyes and all this stuff. Yeah. Sorry. But um, I also had another question. Uh-huh. Or profound statement. Or, or, or statement. I, I feel <laughs> profound today. Mm-hmm. Can poetry be thought of as the dissection or the thought of resurrection? Excuse me. Can poetry be thought of as the dissection of thought or the resurrection of memory? Those two things. The uh, d- dissection of thought, when you're dissecting your thought, you're segmenting your thoughts out. Or you're resurrecting a memory. Both of those words are in this poem. I like the resurrection of memory idea because that reminds me of what Wordsworth said, you know, about what poetry is. He said it was uh, emotion recollected in tranquility. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have an experience and then you gaze with the inward eye and you bring it back to life. Right. Yeah. And you share it with others and they're able to envision and yes. interpret. I don't right. know about the dissecting of thoughts. Dissect- so. Okay. Well, no, that sounds more like an half essay. Of it, 50%. <laughs> Fifty percent correct. Fifty yeah. percent is still an F, Bill. I know, but it's, you know, <laughs> it's half of a worm. <laughs> I just thought that this was just. A, Were you looking for a worm? No, not. I, we I got just, some worms out there in the parking of, lot. I, just, I know they, they, they come up when it rains. But I was wondering if Brandy was she testing us? Was she was she wanting to say you know this is the this is a poetry museum? Mm-hmm. Was she giving us what she thought might be the uh, the Colonel, or the birth of a of a poem, and seeing if we might get it, get it. Well, she will have to let us know. And I'm Brandy. I think I'm w- reading way too much into your poem, but I, <laughs> as I usually do. But uh, I thought, well, I oh I, no, I don't know. I think that's that's a great uh, commentary on it. You know, there's a whole uh, jo- genre of poetry yeah. out there that's about poetry. You know, that's about writing a poem or mm-hmm. thinking of or what the what the composition of a poem is like. And, Right. And there's a lot of poems about words. A lot of poems about words. You know, yes. the famous Emily Dickinson when uh, a word is said when it is dead, some say. I say it just begins to live that day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think people get trapped in thinking that poetry, how do I even, poetry is intimidating to so many people. They don't think they can do it. They don't, you know, it's for you, it's like breathing. I mean, you could jot something down and as you do like poems in a minute, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, it's like, oh, I need what rhymes with this. <clears throat> I think that's partly because of schooling, though, not education, but schooling. You know, we are schooled to analyze poems and not just inhabit them, mm-hmm. experience them. Mm-hmm. We got to analyze them. And that's what destroys it for mm-hmm. people, because you think that there's an answer. There's a key. Mm-hmm. It's a puzzle to be solved instead of an experience to, you know, absorb and become a part of and hence our poem Mm -hmm. they become too dissected they become too segmented dissected Mm -hmm. and then they become uh how do you say 
just clinical. Yeah. And not and and not organic. Right. 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 And they lose their power. Lose their power. I mean, and words are important. I know that old saying, sticks and stones might break my bones, but mm. words will never hurt me. That's just a freaking lie. It's a lie. Not only is <laughs> it's a lie, just it's a, a lie. She used the F word again. Freaking lie. So You're lucky. You're lucky I'm tempering myself just a little bit here. That um, is, you know. And you know, and a lot of people say it's your actions, not your words that count. Well, it does it's not an either or. Mm-hmm. Of course, your actions are important. Right. And, I mean, that's that shows us the type of, you know, that you're an ethical person. Your actions show us that. Right. Uh, but your words do, too, because your words have an effect. My words have an effect on people. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes that effect is unintended. But I I have the um, responsibility to, you know, to think about that mm-hmm. whenever I speak that I might say something that I think is fairly innocuous and, you know, that's just kind of a fly off the, you know, handle sort of comment. And it might be something that somebody remembers for 10, 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And because I have those in my head, yeah. things that somebody said that they weren't big, you know, statements. Yeah. But decades later, I still remember them. Yeah. They stuck in the cross, stuck in the cranium. Yeah. yeah. Has anyone contacted you on uh, on your daily poems and commented on how that's affected them or they really like this yes or? i have i have readers who who comment fairly frequently on there yeah. about oh you know this is this is me <laughs> i understand that i appreciate this you know i love you know your poem every day how about anyone that said uh i don't think you got the i don't think this is accurate <laughs> uh they just unsubscribed themselves oh, they, just, <laughs> they just click they, they just click, they just the, click un, unsubscribe, unsubscribe at the bottom of the email which you can do you know those of y'all who want to join the list it's very easy to unsubscribe if right. you decide you don't want to hear I what i have to I say every day i can't imagine that you'd be saying anything that was offensive i can't or, imagine nobody would want to hear I mean, what i had to know, say every day bill right well but you do <laughs> I, I get i get the poem a day and i read it with coffee most every morning yeah i do and Most I've even different. I've even answered, love this. I like the, I can't identify. <laughs> it's been a while, but I've, I know I've done that. It has yeah. been a while. Mm-hmm. You're slacking. I'm slacking. <laughs> yeah, because I thought she never reads my comments. She doesn't care about me. I do. Okay. Too. All right. I all right. read well, them I'll start, all. I'll start commenting. <laughs> I shall. Right. By the way, speaking of uh, poems, this is a uh, poem in your pocket day. Yeah, we're recording on April 29th. This is 2022. And, and I say the year because we're going to be around for a while. And if you're just now getting to us and it's the year 2025, hi from the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you did a Dr. Strange on me here. We just time traveled. <laughs> but usually, it used to be the last Thursday of the month, but for some reason, the Poetry Society changed it to... Um, um, Friday this year. So April 29th is Poem in Your Pocket Day. Poem in Your Pocket Day. And I had a poem in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about about, about your daily announcements. And quit digging in your pocket. I got mine out first. <laughs> but, yeah. Yours isn't in your pocket. It was, it's on your phone. But my phone was, but listen, my phone was listen, in my readers, pocket. Okay. Listeners, I mean. Okay. Hear that? That's that's yeah. a piece of paper with a poem. It's a bill. It's a PSO bill. <laughs> <laughs> But I wanted to read this to you and see if you recognize. Sorry, uh, I keep hitting the microphone with my with my piece of actual paper that has a poem on it. Don't hit Disco Barbie again, because I (laughs) I will ring my hammer. Uh, To be better, I want to singe the threads of the universe with the dreams that people let die. 
to capture lightning in my back pocket and let it steer me to the places I refuse to go and the views I've ignored. I want to dance in the fields of clover until my bunions tap out the flames of the stories that dance has created, reach a height that cannot be sustained. I want to see you more alive than you have ever been and more true to yourself and to each other and to the world that wants us to be better. Did I write that? Sean, <laughs> you don't recognize my poetry? Oh, that's yours. This is yours. This is Sean's poetry from about a little over a year ago. It's called To Be Better. There were a couple I, of lines about it that sounded familiar. I put familiar. this on my any, – any words that I really love, I have a Pinterest page that I put – on, uh, oh, now I feel uh, bad for griping no, at you about reading from your phone. <laughs> because it was yours. Because it was mine. Yeah, to be better. This was your poem from uh, oh. mid-2021. Oh, thank and I you. Thought, and, and, and I thought it's it's kind of appropriate because with everything going on, on in the world, we do want to be better. With everything people are mm-hmm. dealing with, we do want to be better and to help and to uplift because mm-hmm. we are in some interesting times. Dire straits. Yeah. Dire straits. Yeah. Yes. And to and to connect that to this poem we're talking about today, that is one of the ways that we do, we we can uh, be helpful. It's through our words. Mm-hmm. We really can. I mean, yes, actions mean a lot, but it, again, it's not an either or. Mm-hmm. Actions and words. Well, you had brought up sticks and stones may break my mm-hmm. bones, but words will never hurt me. How? That is the most untrue statement I have ever yeah, I know. heard. It's disgusting, words can, really. Words can wound like like mm-hmm. the biggest bat you ever held. They certainly can. <laughs> Gosh, I, that was that that was descriptive. <laughs> I didn't mean to get graphic there. Have you been holding some big bats lately? Uh, not to my Do you knowledge. mean a, you mean no, an animal sticks, bat or a baseball sticks. bat? Kind of a baseball kind of a thing. You know, <laughs> a little as my mother would say, a little keen switch. But, you know, words can be very damaging. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> but I, I noticed the poem that, the, the, the poem that you unfolded, I noticed, is lying on the table. So you, just were, you were just doing that to upstage me with your, with your... I was, and I didn't ask him if I could read it, so I'm not going to read it. But I posted it on Facebook because you can find this online. It's okay. actually on the Poets.org website. Okay. It's a, it's a poem by a former poet laureate, Ted Kuzer, called Daddy Long Legs. Daddy Long Legs. Yeah. I so I'm going to fold it back up I now. I think I read that. Cause it, uh, yeah, I posted I, it. Mm-hmm. I like Daddy Long Legs as well. I do, too. Harvest I think Man. they're neat spiders. Yeah. You know, I know that. Uh, and they don't they don't hurt you. They, they don't they, bother anyone. They can't hurt you. Little they're kind of creepy looking, but... Yeah, it's a good They're spider. kind of elegant with the way they kind of crawl across things, and yeah. And There's I, a go, go ahead. the reason that I, I I read that poem is because I felt like I could since I knew the author, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I even prefaced <laughs> it I think it, uh, in my in my Pinterest page by uh, I wanted to post this because I, I happen to know this person. She's a close personal friend and one of my favorite <laughs> poets. That was before you asked me to do the podcast. <laughs> Long before. Bill, do you know that the secret of being boring is to say everything? To say everything? Yeah. Everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. That's Voltaire. Voltaire. Well, the Pet Shop Boys said we were never being boring. That's the name of a song. Oh. Yeah. We were just trying to do something. A broken bone can heal, but the wounds a word opens can fester forever. That was hence, writer Jessamine West hence said. what we just said. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, one of my uh, – another favorite poet and writer of mine in Scott Mamadays from Oklahoma said, if you believe in the power of words, you can bring about physical changes in the universe. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Because that's that connection I was mm-hmm. talking about. Your yes. words are not just existing out there in the stratosphere, uh, separate from the physical matter. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's related. Even though, like Brandy says in her poem, sometimes they don't make a, sta- a sound, uh, but we have to be still and we look around and then we see the impact yeah. that they are making on the world. And when the, and most always resurrected, and then screaming, shouting, you know, mm-hmm. they get louder and louder. Yeah, yeah. There, um, <clears throat> another another favorite poet of mine, William Carlos Williams, in his long uh, poem Patterson, he said this. It's a little bit of a long quote, but I love it because it, it again it goes along with what we're saying about words. Quote: It is dangerous to leave written that which is badly written. A chance word upon paper may destroy the world. Watch carefully and erase while the power is still yours. I say to myself, for all that is put down, once it escapes, may rot its way into a thousand minds. The corn become a black smut, and all libraries of necessity be burned to the ground as a consequence. Mm-hmm. Yep. It starts with the word. It starts with the word. Mm-hmm. And it can be a belief. It can be propaganda. It can be things that are spread that are not non-truths. Yeah. Yeah. And we have seen that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Rumi yeah. said, raise your words, not your voice. It is rain that grows flowers, not thunder. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> Rumi, Indian, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Rumi. Yeah. <clears throat> Light travels faster than sound. That is why some people appear bright until you hear them speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. They don't talk good. <laughs> Absolutely. Not like we do. Not like we do. We're very grammatically yeah. correct. Yeah, we talk Even good. when I'm we saying frickin'. Frickin'. <laughs> yeah, frickin' fried chicken. What? I don't know. It just, it just came to me. <laughs> Bill, do you know, if you ever get locked out of your house, you just have to talk to the lock calmly. Talk to the lock. Because communication. Is key. Communication is key. <laughs> Got it. Got the key. That laughter wasn't good. That laughter wasn't good enough. I'm sorry. But I'm bum. I don't think that was either. Oh. There, there we, we go. Are. That's that's yeah, I appropriate. I want, I want applause. <laughs> I want applause. I want to know why applause is named applause. I want to know clapping is named applause. Anyway, I digress. <clears throat> you know, Bill, a uh, wise man once said uh, nothing. He just oh. listened. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking I've got a guess now because you're looking at me like, you know, I've been I've been so mi- so, so missing these these punchlines to these jokes. It's not even funny. I, I just now I, remember I, I think I was telling you the other day about uh, someone who was a verbal processor, you know, and and I would sit patiently and listen because they would talk all yes, the way yes, around yes, their point. Yes. Now I'm doing the hand motion. Mm-hmm. I'm making yep. a circle, talking all the way around the point, and after five minutes, boom, right there have, in the middle, they got to the point. Yeah, and uh, I can tell on Sean because <laughs> someone was calling her on her phone, and she chose not to answer because this person, was she, you know, who shall remain nameless? Because I don't remember who it was. <laughs> but anyway, that's who that – you did not get answered because you, she did not want to listen to that. All that. <laughs> it might have been me. I wanted a five-word text. Five-word text. Concise. <laughs> Well, that that's the 
you know, that's the practice of being a poet. This this poem, Brandy's poem, also exemplifies that, is that you, if you don't learn the economical use of words, you're never going to be a good poet because yeah. you're going to talk all around things and use way too many words and distract people and bore them and yeah. leave them if you don't treasure words and learn to use them sparingly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hence... The Simon and Garfunkel song, The Sound of Silence, mm -hmm. people talking without speaking, people hearing without listening. You go, you know, go through the motions and it's not going to happen. What is that song about anyway? It's Can not, you break that down for us, Bill? Yeah. It's about how, how, how <laughs> I love The Sound of Silence. Yeah. It's about how, how sometimes uh, silence is deafening. Silence is absolutely deafening. But sometimes people talk so much that they might as well be silent because nothing is making sense. Mm -hmm. Nothing makes sense. So that's it's, the sound of silence. It's like Perry Mason quote. Are you are you just talking or are you saying something? Right. It's just constant <laughs> white noise in the in the form of verbiage that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Might as well be silent. Mm -hmm. I love that song. Yeah. 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 I'm an old soul. Communication. I'm a communication. Yeah. Communication is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I never know how much of these uh, lyrics I can say without copyright infringement, so I'm always treading very lightly well, with you. you. Can, you can say a few lines. I just can't sing the whole thing. As long, you know, yeah. yeah Which I was about to do. No. I wasn't. I'm kidding. I was not. <laughs> Put my guitar away. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We've been oh, talking my. a lot about words and uh, the need to say them and the power of words. I, I do also have a quote here down by Mitch Album who said, nothing haunts us like the things we don't say. Yeah. So that's that's another way of looking at words is yeah. sometimes we don't use them when we should. Yeah. You know, you know, I usually fault on the other side of that, you know, of not saying enough. but And, and it is a fault because sometimes I should have said things and I did not. But maybe that's because you write so prolifically that you're afraid your ver that your words are going to just not be uh, overdo your words. I'm that's not, just know. a that's a very nice way a of nice saying, way. Bill, that I'm a coward. No, you're not a coward. No, I just called myself a oh, coward. Okay. That's okay. sometimes when I haven't used oh, okay. the words. I see. It's I see. because I was I a see. coward. Yeah. Well, I was wondering if subconsciously why you might have chose this fresh poem was because you you knew on some on some intrinsic level that this was uh, a kernel or a birth, the birth of poetry, and just didn't quite know how to. I did not choose it for that because did. I didn't think about that till you were talking about it, and I looked at that word resurrected. Mm -hmm. uh, I I chose it because it did because it's very poetic. I mean, it's it's got a rhyme scheme, it uses personification, personification. It's got alliteration in it. It has a a theme that's powerful. You know, it has all those mm -hmm. components mm -hmm. of a of a great poem, and it also reminded me of the. The fact that, you know, what I was saying earlier about being schooled or being educated, that as children, we all loved the sounds of words. We loved yeah. rhymes. We loved the, you know, the jump rope riddles and nursery rhymes and, and all that nonsense. And it gets schooled mm -hmm. out of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my I was in the, the Barnes & Noble the other day with my granddaughter, Claire, and she picked up a, a little book that had nursery rhymes in it, and it had a little, you know, you push the button, and it, you could sing sing along with it. 
And then she took the book with her, and we were walking through the whole store, and she was singing the songs through the whole <laughs> store. And, you know, it was that thing of everybody was stopping and yeah. smiling and looking at her. And I was like, Which yeah, is, that's my granddaughter. Yeah, and that just encouraged her more. <laughs> yeah. yeah actually, she wasn't paying attention yeah. to anyone. It was just she was focused on that book and yeah. singing the songs. Yeah. She came, I might mention, Claire came with us last Saturday to, to a luncheon, and she was wearing her tutu, very dressed, dressed very nicely, <laughs> and started to perform because she knew she had a captive audience. And then the, you had a little tablet which caught her attention, probably something on there like, I don't know, Coca-Cola Barney, something. Yeah, it was some little boy and girl that were going through a maze and or so we lost something her. strange. We lost her yeah, and then we lost her. We lost but... her. And I, mean, and I was telling you at some point, Sean, look at Claire. She's so well-behaved. You're like, she's watching Watching something. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> cute, cute. She used her words until she was tired of them. Right. Yeah. Tired of singing. Her yeah. her thing all weekend was to remember yesterday. Remember, remember yesterday. And then she start start telling the story. Yeah. Everything happened yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. yesterday. Remember, remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of these days we shall remember these days. That's right. Yes. yes. Well, okay. I think I think uh, Brandy, we appreciate you sharing this poem with us and we hope to hear from you anything you want to say about our <laughs> assessment of it yes we have resurrected we, your poem we'd love I to think, hear quite nicely mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. i enjoyed it very much all right yes and you can see a picture of it at wackypoemlife.com if you're not there now and share us on apple podcast or wherever you can and review us and we appreciate you guys yeah thanks guys see ya mm-hmm.